Hey, that didn't sound like a two-coffee morning kind of crowd. Come on. Very good. Well, uh, welcome, everybody. Uh, we're actually kicking off a new series this morning called uh, Comparison. Should be a slide up there for you guys. Uh, my name is Barry Rogers. I know that there are some of you out there that I have never gotten an opportunity to meet. Even when we're greeting, sometimes we miss internet. So I just want to say hi uh, and tell you a little about myself. Um, I'm originally from Metairie, Louisiana, and that is just outside of the city of New Orleans. So if you've never been there, it's a okay place. Um, I've, I've lived in California for nine years now, and I've lived in Monterey Park for six of those years. So love it, not going anywhere. I work in sales for a local security company, so you'll probably hear maybe a story about that. And in 67 days, I will be getting married. Thank you. That's a long time coming. And my fiance is actually here. Holly, can you wave? We agreed to a wave, so thank you so much for doing that. Um, uh, Holly actually works on staff at Orange Crest Community Church, so uh, we both uh, are plugged in at our churches, and I'm very excited that she'll be moving out here, but um, it's very rare that we get to worship together, so we, we enjoy it when we get to. Um, uh, basically, today, or the series we're kicking off here is on comparison, and uh, I don't know about you, but I've been comparing pretty much my whole life. I'm actually a little brother, and so I've got that whole thing going on. Any little younger siblings in the room? Yeah, kind of a good mix of people. Um, I'm also from Louisiana, so we deal with a lot of comparison issues because we're right next to the great state of Texas. Yeah, yeah I know. I know that would get a rise out of people. <laughs> I really think that deep down in my heart, I moved to California to cope with the big state syndrome. So now I'm, I'm a Californian, so I don't have uh, that, that problem anymore. Uh, my job actually has a great deal to do with comparison because uh, every day when you're in sales, on the front page of our internal website, all the sales numbers are posted. So you know where you rank. So that's always fun. And when I was in high school, the team sport that I played was wrestling. And actually, we have a picture up here. I know. I know. There you go. This is actually uh, me. You can go to the next slide. From 2001, <laughs> best shape of my life right there. Uh, wrestling, if you don't know, it is a single person sport, but it is a team sport because you, uh, you practice together. I told them to take it down because it's too distracting. Um, <laughs> but you really, you work together with your team and everything. But basically the way a wrestling match goes is you get to the tournament the day of, you're kind of depleted because you're losing weight to get into your weight class and all that sort of thing. But you walk over to an area where they'll have the brackets for the day. So as you're walking over to the brackets, I wrestled 171 pounds. And I would go over to the 171 section and I would look for the bracket. And as you're looking at the bracket, you're actually kind of looking around at all the other wrestlers who are going to be in your weight class. And you're thinking to yourself, which one of these guys can I take out? Well, does that guy look like a Brian Callahan? Because that's who I'm wrestling next. I don't know. I hope it's that guy, you know, whatever. You're kind of sizing people up. And the best I ever did in a season was I got to the quarterfinal match in our state tournament. So it was a really, really big deal. All season long, I had been posting the front page of the uh, Times-Picayune, which is the New Orleans uh, big newspaper, on my front door of my uh, my bedroom. And I was telling my mom and dad, I'm going to be on the front page of the Times-Picayune. Well... We get 
to the quarterfinal match. And I was doing pretty good. I had hurt my shoulder in the district match, but I was feeling really good. And in the first round, I'd gotten two quick points, which again, we're not going to get into the scoring of wrestling because it's kind of complicated. But I was winning. And at one point, I was actually on top of the guy about to pin him. And I looked over and out of the corner of my eye, I saw the photographer for the Times-Picayune. And so I looked and smiled. And in my mind, I had already won. Well, unfortunately, that's not how it turned out. The guy got out of that. We went into another period and uh, this happened. So I woke up the next day after being soundly defeated by this guy and my mom said, you did it. <laughs> so that was, that's the best I ever did in high school wrestling, but high school wrestling, it's all about comparison. And, um, there, there's, there's a million different things uh, that we go through every single year that, um, uh, where we compare, uh, compare, we slip into comparison all the time. Uh, Holly and I, again, we're getting married. And so I thought I'm cashing out my single card and I'm going to, I've got the engaged card. And I'm getting my married card. And then people start asking questions like, so are y'all planning on having kids right away? You go, oh, there's a kid card. Didn't know about this, but it doesn't end. There's always something that you can compare, uh, compare to. I'm sure uh, if if you guys are like me, that you're you're comparing all the time with things. Um, we have obviously our works. It's a big aspect of our life. We do 40, 50, 60, some of you a lot more hours a week at work, and it's a huge part of your life. And so, of course, you're going to compare. I know how it works for me is usually I'm not that worried about things. I'm doing great at my job, and then uh, an, a position opens, and all of a sudden the people around me look different. You're sizing them up. You're thinking, hey, are they a competition for this position? Are they people that are going to apply for that as well? Uh, we hear there's going to be a restructuring in our company, and all of a sudden we're wondering, are we as valuable as some of our other coworkers? In relationships, other people seem to have so much conflict why is our relationship so good? Are we just better than those folks? In finances, again, we're looking at my budget. I look at it in a completely different way than I've ever done, where I'm thinking to myself, man, what happened? As you're budgeting kind of for two, uh, rent's going up, and I'm not sharing an apartment with five guys, you know, like I've been doing for quite a while. Um, or looking at other people and making assumptions about them, looking at other people that I don't really know their story and saying, man, it must be nice to not have to stick to such a tight budget like I do because they seem to be able to take all the trips that they want and that sort of thing. Possessions. You look around at things that at one point in your life maybe didn't seem all that important and all of a sudden you're kind of going, well, I'd like a nice new pair of shoes or cars or any of that sort of thing. I'm not even going to touch the subject of parenting because, again, I'm not to that spot yet. But I can imagine, uh, you know, you guys work so hard with your kids and you're training them and you're doing the best and you're and you're you're uh, taking steps forward. And it's got to be really difficult not to compare and wonder, you know, well, am I doing the same thing or am I doing as good? Um, 
I tried very honestly as I was preparing this message to say that I wasn't going to talk about social media because I think that that's completely uh, in uh, comparison to an insane level. It's like basically like we always str- we struggle with comparison anyway, and social media is kind of like dumping gasoline on comparison. You see pictures of people's vacations and draw conclusions, meals they've eaten that you didn't really care about, but now all of a sudden you do. Uh, celebrations, anniversaries, the gender reveals, they're everywhere. Uh, engagements, you know, that one hits a little close to home. Humble bragging, that's another one that's popped up a lot lately and I get a kick out of. I saw this one the other day, it said, um, I just stepped in gum. I mean, who spits gum out on the red carpet? It's like, oh gosh, that's great. <clears throat> We compare ourselves to people all the time. And I kind of was, uh, I was thinking through just an idea of what does it look like when I'm comparing? And I came up with kind of an illustration. I like illustrations because it lets me solidify things in my brain. I think it's going to help us as we walk through scripture today. But I thought about a seesaw. So you see these two cute kids. They're having a great time in a field on a seesaw. Looks like a great time. But a seesaw is really interesting because it's only fun if it's going up and down. If one person's up and one person's down. So let's go to the next slide. So basically, if this was all you did on it, it would be, I guess it would just be a balance beam. That's that's like a one-person thing. But for people to really play on it, it's going to be uneven. So you can see on the next slide, uh, as one person's always up and one person is always down, there's a contrast that's created. And it really is a big aspect of the perspective that you have. When you're the person at the top, your perspective is looking down and you're having so much fun. And when you're the person at the bottom, you might be having fun, but you're looking up at the other person. So I think this is a really good metaphor for comparison because no matter what you're doing when you're playing on a seesaw, you probably didn't realize this when you were five, but you are comparing with the other person. So today, as we think about comparison, I'd like to think to think about this gap that we have in comparison. When we're on the top and we're looking down on people, which is kind of what the scripture that we're going to talk about today is on. Uh, when you're looking down, it's, uh, it's really a comparison of arrogance and uh, looking down on people. When we're looking, when we're at the bottom looking up, it's a comparison of usually jealousy or envy. This is something we all struggle with. We probably just didn't think of it in terms of a seesaw before. Uh, but we'll be coming back to that. Uh, the Bible has a lot to say about comparison. There's tons of stories. Off the top of my head, you have um, uh, Cain and Abel. That's probably one of the, the bigger stories. Uh, but as I was preparing for this message, there was a lot of scripture that came out. I didn't realize just how much Jesus really talked about uh, comparison, but the uh, the scripture that we're going to be talking about today is actually out of Second Corinthians uh, chapter ten, verses twelve through eighteen, and it's uh, a story of well, it's from one of your one of Paul's letters, and he is talking about um, he's talking about a situation that's going on in uh, Corinth. This is Second Corinthians, so obviously this is the sequel to the original. And it tells you a little bit about uh, kind of some problems that have cropped up since he last spoke with them. So uh, we have that up on the screen. I'd like to just read through verses 12 through 18 real quick. And it says, we do not dare to classify or compare ourselves with some who commend themselves. 
When they measure themselves by themselves and compare themselves with themselves, they are not wise. We, however, will not boast beyond proper limits, but will confine our boasting to the sphere of service God himself has assigned to us, a sphere that also includes you. We are not going too far in our boasting, as would be the case if we had not come to you, for we did not get as far as with the uh, as far as you with the gospel of Christ. Neither do we go beyond our limits by boasting of work done by others. Our hope is that as your faith continues to grow, our sphere of activity among you will greatly expand, so that we can preach the gospel in the regions beyond you. For we do not want to boast about work already done in someone else's territory. But let the one who boasts boast in the Lord. For it is not the one who commends himself who is approved, but the one who, whom the Lord commends. Cool. So that's a long passage. We just read through that whole thing. There we go. Uh, basically, what I want to point out is three things kind of starting off uh, is... The three, uh, three C's that we generally use when we compare ourselves to somebody else. The first one is to classify. So that's kind of, we're figuring out where we're sitting in the seesaw. Are we the top? Are we the bottom? Then we compare. That's where we kind of look at the distance that we have between that person. And then finally, they commend. So this is the pattern that you see in this, uh, the scripture that Paul's talking about here. Uh, and it, it basically comes to the conclusion that um, comparing ourselves to others truly is unwise. So if we look at our seesaw diagram again, we're basically coming up with a measurement here. That's what the comparison is. It's a, it's a comparison that, uh, or a measurement that allows us to commend ourselves. So what were they commending themselves about here? Well, Paul was running into people uh, who were trying to compare themselves with him and based on that standard, which is like a human standard, uh, basically personality, charisma, his oratory skills, uh, and they're trying to compare themselves so that they commend themselves. So basically what's going on is there's these false teachers in Corinth that are looking at Paul, who is an apostle of Christ, and saying, Paul... Whenever you come to us in your letters, you seem like this really tough guy. You're really strong. But when you come to us personally, you come kind of wimpy. You're not, you're not all that impressive. Uh, Paul says over and over in his letters that, you know, he didn't come with, you know, great words and great speech, uh, but he came with God's power, God working in him. So what this, uh, this passage is talking about is, uh, is, is God uh, working in Paul. So the first in verse 12, they're comparing, um, they're, they're comparing Paul, uh, they're comparing Paul to themselves using their own uh, particular measure. So they're looking down on Paul and saying, Hey, Paul, you can't really talk. You don't do a very good job of uh, communicating to us. And when you come to us, you're, you're pretty weak. And, uh, we think we are better teachers than you. And honestly, everybody should follow us. That's kind of the basic message here. So if we look at the uh, the seesaw image, uh, basically they're putting themselves on the top and they're putting Paul on the bottom and they're drawing the contrast and saying, hey, Paul, look, there's all this distance between you and us. What Paul comes out and says, hey, 
here's the problem. You guys have the wrong measurement in mind. What these people are messing out on is that uh, God's measurement system is different than our measurement system. If what God was looking to do through his teachers is to have really great speakers and guys that are just so powerful that you just want to follow because they're the greatest people in the world, we honestly would miss out on the massive power that can be found in God working through people's lives. So the the Corinthians are measuring themselves based on their own measurement system. Uh, one quote that I really like uh, a ton is, uh, and I, it's kind of an anonymous source because so many people have said this thing that they don't really know who it came from, but uh, it is possible to reach the top of the ladder and then discover that it was leaning against the wrong wall. Pretty good one. Another version of that was by Stephen Covey, and he says, if the ladder is not leaning against the right wall, every step, step we take just gets us uh, closer to the wrong place. I think that's a pretty good one. If we set up a comparison that's not by a measurement that uh, that's accurate or that is something that pleases God, we're going to be climbing up the wrong building. What Paul is trying to do is kind of calm down these very hostile leaders, guys that are coming up against him and saying, hey, listen, we should be teaching the, the people. You should be going doing something else because you're really not that good at teaching. You're not that good at preaching. You're kind of wimpy when you come to us. And there's, there, uh, he's basically saying, guys, we're not even talking about the same thing. When Paul concludes in that last uh, passage, or 17 and 18, he says, uh, But let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. For it is not the one who commends himself who is approved, but the one whom the Lord commends. What he's basically saying is that... Um, Guys, we're not even playing the same game here. I'm not commending myself. Like, if you want to talk about pedigree and stuff like that, Paul could talk all day long, but he's basically saying, I came to you the way that God asked me to come to you, and the proof of the the reason that I have a reason to boast, because he talks over and over about boasting, is you guys. Like, the fact that you're coming against me means that I was successful, that the gospel was spread to you. So you can't come to me now and say that I'm not doing what God told me to do because according to God's measure, I line up. I might not line up to your measurement, but with God's measurement, I line up. So what does this mean? What do we do with this? Um, if you guys could scroll down just a little bit. Sorry. Cool. Um, I think basically there's three things uh, when we find ourselves on that seesaw of looking down on others and coming up with our own standard to measure them by that would be really helpful. The first one is identify that you are comparing. Uh, again, that 2 Corinthians 10, 12 verse, uh, we do not dare to classify or compare ourselves with some who commend themselves. When they measure themselves by themselves and compare themselves with themselves, they are not wise. It's not wise to compare yourself by human standards because it's not accurate. It's not what God wants uh, to be happening in the world. Um, but the first step in that is that we have to identify that we are drawing a comparison. I think one of the hardest things about the Christian life is that sometimes we, we're tired. We're, it's a two cup, cup of coffee kind of day. We're just going through things and we kind of go, oh, God, I don't want to think about anything else. 
I just want to kind of move on to the next thing. I have other things I need to be thinking about. Can I have two seconds to not have to think about anything? But what you'll find, what honors God is when we really engage uh, what's going on. And so in this situation, the way that we engage is that we say, oh, I recognize I'm comparing here. Like I'm looking at this person, this other person in my life, and I'm drawing a comparison here. And I'm commending myself against them, or I'm looking down on them. Being able to identify that uh, goes a long way in us getting onto the right track. But first, we have to identify it. The second thing is we have to seek to understand what God's standard is. If we're going to measure ourselves by what God wants to get done, we have to know what he wants to get done. Uh, You know, obviously, the biggest way to, to do that is reading the Bible. God literally shows us himself through his word. He's revealed his word to us, which is just an absolute miracle in itself. And we could talk about that almost unending. Uh, but John fourteen twenty one is one verse that uh, really means a ton to me. And it says, whoever has my commandments and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my father. And I too will love them and show myself to them. I actually found this verse uh, when I was going through a really tough time and kind of had walked away from God in a way. And I just coming back to him was just trying to figure out how the heck can I get started again? And I read this verse, I read through John and I went, huh, the one who loves me will be loved by my father and I too will love them and show myself to them. And I said, that's the ticket. If I want to see God, if I want to get connected back with God, let me start with that. So I would commend you guys with that is that, um, Sometimes this comes through your daily intake. I do a Bible reading calendar. I'm in numbers right now, so that's really exciting in the morning. Um, but it, it's a constant intake of scripture really helps. And then other times it's a focus study. You say, hey, listen, I'm really dealing with comparison or my words are awful or I'm not treating people well. And so you have a focus study that you want to you wanna take up. Uh, maybe that's the way you do it. Sometimes it's daily intake. Sometimes it's focus study. The other thing is getting around wise people uh, that are putting the Bible into practice for themselves. So you say, ah, I'm looking at this thing and, and there's no like C-section for comparison for me to do this study. Who do I talk to about this? Well, find somebody that you say, you know what? They seem to be living in their relationships and their finances the way God wants. I wonder if they know something about this. That's a great place to start and get kind of lined up uh, uh, to help you out. The final thing that I would suggest would be to ask God uh, to help you, to give you uh, clarity. This is something that I'm going back to regularly right now in some decisions that I'm making. It's just saying, God, I can't really see. I can't really see all the pieces here. And I really need help to just get clarity. Uh, James 1, 5 is one verse that I claim for this. It says, uh, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will give, be given to you. And then finally, uh, sorry, this is actually the finally, is uh, move forward in faith. Uh, this is a really big challenge in the Christian walk because let's say God is speaking to you in the area of your work. What I've noticed lately as I'm looking at my to-do list is God has a lot of things that he puts on my to-do list, whether it's a difficult email or a project that I'm working on that's particularly hard that I just don't want to do. And I pray and I ask God for help. 
And I still don't want to do it sometimes. Now, sometimes he gives me the energy and motivation. I'm ready to tackle it. But sometimes I just don't feel like doing it. But what I find is when I act in faith by taking that step of saying, okay, what I'm going to do is I'm going to dial the number. I'm going to get this thing started. I'm going to go meet with this person on the site. And I'm going to have this tough conversation with them. Just by getting out there and getting started, that act of faith, God shows up and he helps me. And I've seen this over and over and over. I will say, I don't know why I've done the sales job that I've done as long as I've done it. But I will say that God has shown me almost more through my sales job than any other job that I've ever had. I've had to learn how to have difficult conversations with people in a way that pleases God. I've had to learn how to seek God in a way that can make clear paths out of very difficult days. And I've had to learn how to rely on his strength to make it all work when you just can't see how it's possibly going to work. So looking at uh, what we've kind of talked about today, when we're looking to compare ourselves with other people, we really need to be cautious. The measuring stick that we use uh, can't be like the, um, the, the, the seesaw where we're looking down on other people and drawing it based on our measurement because God sees things, things differently. And God has things that he wants uh, to take place in your life that are very specific. And a lot of times walking with God, we say things like, God, why does this have to happen to me? The thing that I'm noticing more and more is like, because you're the only one. Like this is your life. You're the only one. So when we walk through difficult times, when we just have tricky things, we have days where we go, this is like the fifth really difficult day in a row or the fifth difficult year in a row, something like that. Um, we have to realize that that's, that's God's training plan for our life. So rather than drawing this comparison and looking down on other people and trying to commend ourselves, puff ourselves up, let's turn to God. Let's look at him and say, God, you know, what do we need to do to get uh, walking forward and, um, and get moving in the right direction? Um, as we kind of wrap up today, um, we have a couple, uh, couple next steps that I've kind of lined out for you. Uh, the first one is uh, to identify uh, one area where you're comparing yourself to others. So like I said, kind of the first step in this whole thing is to identify, hey, I'm in a situation where I'm comparing myself with somebody else. So identify one area, one because it's one. You can, anybody can do this. Uh, whether it's your finances, your relationship, your work, fill in the blank, that's always a fun one. One area where you find yourself comparing yourself to a family member or whatever. And then write out why you think you're comparing yourself. Sorry, I don't think I wrote that sentence very well. Uh, but write out why you think you're comparing yourself. Like what's behind that? Why is this so important to you? Uh, the second thing is that you want to identify one area where you compare, uh, where you compare yourself to others. And then ask God, um, or ask yourself, what is God's standard in this area? The reason I didn't say ask God for that is just because I want you to kind of think through where you're at in this whole process. Do you know what God says about that area? Do you need to go talk to somebody else about it? Um, have you heard of a verse in that area? Kind of do some digging and thinking through the resources that you've already got in your life and it'll kind of use it as an assessment tool to kind of figure out where you're at in the, in the journey with God. And then the final thing is uh, to make Jesus the boss of your life. At Church of the Valley, this is the first place I'd ever heard somebody use the term boss of your life. 
uh, I think Randy Lanthrop had told me he basically he uses that term because uh, the Bible uses the term Lord. And we don't really have the whole king structure. You know, we have England king stuff, but we don't have like lords, but we all have, I mean, most of us have bosses. And in the boss situation, wherever, whatever uh, the boss says, we do, we follow. That's the relationship that we have with Jesus Christ. And uh, there have definitely been times in my life where I've tried to make it work some other way. But if you've just come around the church and you're trying to figure out what this whole Christianity thing's about, this is really, it's really about the correct relationship with God. We weren't made to live independently from him. And so whenever I've found or whenever I've put myself in the role of uh, employee to my boss, uh, as I've as I've taken on let Jesus Christ have control over that area of my life, um, I've seen those areas flourish. What Jesus Christ is asking us to do is to put him as boss over the whole thing, all the money, all the talents, all your resources, all the areas of your life your relationships, all the things that mean most to you, to put him over those areas. So this could be, if, if, if you've never met Jesus today, we'd love to invite you to do that. If you check that off on your connection card, we could get you more information. If you want more, uh, someone to talk to you, you could even write that on there, and we'd love to talk to you if you have any questions. But honestly, for those of us who've followed Christ for a long time, we always need to be reminded of that. Uh, when we get into the comparison game, and we're looking down on others or we're looking up at others and going, oh, why do they get to do that? Uh, we're out of the game because God has a very specific training program for us. So comparison's not really, uh, not really our thing. Uh, we rely on God and what he's providing for us. Um, so I'm going to close this out in a word prayer. We'll ask the, the band to come up. Uh, but this, this week, I just encourage you guys to just identify where are you comparing yourself to others and um, what is God doing in the midst of this? Let's pray. Dear God, um, we thank you so much for uh, the fact that you want to be here with us. The fact that um, not only that we get to worship you, but that you interact with us. God, we thank you for the air we breathe for our existence. God, we were created to depend on you from the very beginning. And we fool ourselves into believing that we're anything more than dependent beings. But God, I pray that you would, um, you would speak to each one of us this week. As we are so easily deceived into comparing ourselves to each other, get our eyes back on you. Get our eyes back on what you're doing in our lives and the value you're trying to uh, add to us. And um, God, I just ask that you would, uh, you would challenge us to really dig into your word to get in a community of people that challenge us and to, um, to really seek to honor you, Lord, uh, with this one life we are, um, have here on earth. Lord, we love you. Amen.